Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. Hey, what's up, friends? Graham Bolden here. So glad to have you here with us today for episode 423 of the Speak Aloud podcast. We've got a special show for you today as our director of student success, Miss Mary Alice Goldsmith, is going to be taking over the mic to welcome one of our very own students, Mr. Carl Meyer. Now, together, they're going to be tackling the great unknown of the speaking business and the state of our economy. Now, it's certainly understandable in today's circumstances to have hesitations about taking the leap to start your own business. And Carl is here to calm the fears, state the facts, give guidance so that you can move forward in your speaking business. During their time together, Carl is going to be breaking down the six steps to position a business to get capital and the people needed for success. He's also going to be dialing it in on the opportunity that entrepreneurs have to position their expertise in these unique times to benefit others and to build your business. Carl also highlights the fresh perspective that he brings to his audiences and how his time with the Speak Lab has really reinforced the importance of mindset. Carl offers a fresh take on the student experience at the Speak Lab and couples it with his economical expertise for this insight insightful conversation. There's a ton of takeaways, so let's get right to it. Here's episode 423 with Carl Meyer and Mary Alice Goldsmith. Enjoy. All right. Welcome, everyone. Super excited to be here today with Carl Meyer. How are you doing today? Doing great. Doing great. Happy to be here. Yeah, so happy to have you here. I'm excited to uh, hear your story, but also shed some light on the economy. I hear you... um, you have some some great information to share with us, and I think it's needed for our speakers who, in today's economy, really want to start a speaking business but aren't sure if it's the best next move for them. So, um, I guess the best place to start. I kind of snuck in a little little uh, window into what you do speak about, but what do you speak about? I've uh, got a book coming out that's talking about how the world is going through a big transformation and how America is going to actually be able to do very well in this situation. And all these changes present an amazing opportunity for businesses in America. And so that's what I talk about. You are needed for sure. (laughs) Because I think there's a lot of business right now who are like, oh, this is, it could be a little scary. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things between supply chain and prices going up in every category possible. Um, and so, you know, when you think about the current state of affairs, it's hard to sit back and say, you know what, let me let me start a business. <laughs> so why would you recommend someone entertain that thought right now? Well, there's a saying that change is opportunity for entrepreneurs. Smaller companies, even startups, are just by their nature more flexible, more adaptable than a big company. You know, it's the it takes a long time to turn a big battleship 
like a Fortune 500 company, and entrepreneurs can adapt and find those little niches. And with all the changes going on, there's a bunch of those little niches out there. Yeah, because I think that's a big question right now. It's like, you know, there is an opportunity here for people who do want to start a speaking business. Um, but I think there's more fear than there is confidence in that. And so you talk about um, discovering the six steps to positioning a business for getting the capital and people needed to succeed that people need to succeed in this new era. Can you kind of shed some light? I think that this would be really helpful for people who um, are, are looking to start their own business and are curious about what are some ways to find that capital to really launch their their speaking business. Right. Yeah. For an existing company, I might talk about, you know, what what have you been doing? And maybe it's time to rethink, you know, your your business model a little bit. There may be you know, you're used to offering your services through, you know, products, and maybe there's some knowledge you can supply so you can add another product line, uh, supply your your value through some different methods. And speaking might be one of those methods. If you're, you know, you've got you know, all this work experience, life experience, and how do you share that? So sharing with people through your speaking is is kind of changing your business model and adapting for the situation. And like you say, there is so much, you know, fear and concern about the world, not, you know, the economy, but the world beyond that, that there's so many ways to help people in that situation. And for existing companies, you know, there's also a lot they can do in terms of analyzing, you know, what's going on with their market, what's changing there, uh, what's happening with their product line, how are they financing their business. So there's there's many, you can look at each different piece of your company. And so that same type of analysis is fantastic for a speaker to say, let's think about the world I've been operating in, you know, what's changing in terms of products and, you know, prices and all these different pieces. So that same analysis can be used for a startup speaking career as it can for an existing distribution or manufacturing or service company. Yeah. I mean, I think you're a great example of this, right? It's like you're looking at the the world, the economy. I mean, just so, so happens to be your expertise. Lucky you. But to be able to now present yourself as an expertise to help businesses not stay stuck in fear, but to have the confidence to continue to grow, uh, to retain really great talent um, is, you know, you're you're taking your own advice, right? You're, you're kind of capitalizing on an opportunity. And so uh, we have a lot of students who come to us to talk about, like, how do companies uh, with Gen X and millennials and, and all of that, who, who kind of tend to like to keep rotating into different corporations and get a better job or feel appreciated in a better way. Um, they speak to that. So again, they, they've really seized this opportunity to help reduce the great resignation in these corporations. So that's a, you know, a great point that you bring. What is your expertise? What are you talking about? And how can you position it where it's offering a great opportunity to help impact someone in this economy. Not that everybody talks about this, but there might be a way to spin it Absolutely. to help someone else. Yeah. 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 The, uh, you know, so many of the motivational talks I, I hear, you know, 
the economy, the changes in the economy are natural for that type of talk. You know, there's all sorts of skills that people will talk about. I mean, that's fantastic to help people as they're trying to add a side gig or, you know, maybe start a new career. So yes, many opportunities. Yeah, I think it's interesting to the landscape of the corporate world right now. Um, when it comes to speaking, we have several students who you wouldn't you wouldn't think in a million years would be able to break through in the corporate market because it's very um, like live your best life and you know um, be the best you can be type of stuff. And for a long time, corporate didn't necessarily want to go near that, but more and more they're paying five figures to some of our students to come in and speak to people about, you know, really living their best life so that they can give their best uh, to the work that they're doing and the life that they're living. So there's definitely a, a change happening uh, with this new era, as you say, um, that could also be beneficial in that motivational, inspirational aspect as well when it comes to the corporate market. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, part of what I talk about, you know, is economics, but part of it is just the attitude that, you know, change is opportunity. So, you know, there's a certain amount of motivation in there. So it's, you know, in my mind, the parallel, you know, if you're not talking about the economic part, you can still very much talk about the motivational piece and whether that's it big corporate, middle-sized companies, or to, you know, smaller groups and individuals, you know, that's all makes sense in all those different spaces. Mm -hmm. And money is very motivating. Yes. Right. Well, we only <laughs> so, <laughs> you could help people make more or keep, keep them, you know, they're definitely motivated to have you come in for sure. Um, what would you say is like some of the the aha moments or the, um, you know, like when you're speaking to a corporation about this topic, what are some of the things that people come up and say to you? Like, I didn't realize, or wow, you really opened our, our minds to thinking differently about this specific thing. What are, what are some of the things that you get feedback on? Well, it's interesting. Many times it's things that seem, you know, almost obvious after somebody mentions them to you, it's bringing an outside perspective. So, and you know, that's true for individuals too, I believe, you know, you, you working hard and you're trying really hard, but you get stressed out and somebody, you know, comes and takes a fresh perspective and says, wow, you know, you're doing this really great. And you're, you know, you, you your family and your relationship, you've got all these things going for you. And you're like, Wow, now that you mention it, I guess I do have a lot going on. And so for companies, you know, it it may be, you know, just a fresh perspective. You know, you you got this talent in this area. Why don't you use that talent to, you know, not just, you know, produce the widget, but also to talk on your um, you know, podcast or um, you know, on your social media or to you know use it to apply it to just a new product line or the same product to a different market there's all sorts of ways that a fresh perspective you know really is like wow that that's great that's really helpful so those are the things i tend to hear mm, yeah and I, I, when you when you thought about 
taking this. Uh, were you speaking before you came to the speaker lab? Well, not professionally, no. Okay. And is that, that's why you chose to can't come to the speaker lab to get it more polished? Absolutely. Absolutely. How did we do? How did we do polishing your speaking business? It's a work in progress. So you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're very pleased, but we want to keep moving forward. So, yeah. Yeah. What were some of your ahas and takeaways after going through the program? Well, there's quite a number of them, really. The um, perspective and attitude that I was kind of mentioning before that I'll bring to the companies that I'm talking to or working with was some of the same things that I'd see, you know, a lot of, you know, any business, but particularly speaking, is about confidence. You know, what is, you know, what is the thing that you're able to offer? What is the value you can offer? And helping people understand that they do have value and that it it's going to serve other people and it can also make you money while you're doing that, you know, is certainly the first thing that comes to mind. Then there's a whole list of, you know, other things in terms of, you know, how do you, you know, present different in a, in-person versus virtual, just a, a long list of, of things that come to mind as well. Yeah, the virtual experience has really taken off in the last two years for obvious reasons. Um, I think a lot of people thought it was going to come to an end, and it's actually only growing. <laughs> so, um, you know, when you think about that virtual experience, you can touch more people within a company and you could, you know, stay right in your office and, and accomplish that. So it is pretty amazing. Um, what was, what was one thing that you didn't know you needed to know in order to run a thriving speaking business? I think the single point that really comes to mind for me is the referrals. You know, you work with an event, you work with an event planner, and how do you leverage that to reach other event planners and other events and so that was a piece that you know again in retrospect it's like well that's pretty pretty obvious yes that's going to help referrals are best source for almost any business but seeing how it's done there's a method to it that i really hadn't even thought about before it was extremely valuable yeah, no. Well, I think that it's similar to what you you do too, in in terms of like when you come in and you you talk about something that is so on everyone's mind right now, right? It's like just right in our faces. Um, you can kind of get lost in like the fear or the concern, and then someone like you comes in and speaks in a more strategic way, kind of laying out all the steps and strategies and and ways of of going about the market. And people are like, yeah, like, why aren't we doing that? You know, or that makes so much sense. So, you know, it's kind of like you didn't know what you need to know, but you actually did know it. You just weren't, you know, being cognizant about it. So um, it's interesting. So um, what you, you talk about in your talks, the three reasons why we're going through this chaos. What are those three reasons? Well, there's a really big one, which is demographics, the population. We've had the baby boom uh, around the world. There was a baby boom after World War II. 
big generation. And as that generation has moved through the course of its life, it's impacted, you know, the 70s had you know, inflation and growth, and we had uh, investment and productivity during the 90s and early 2000s. And at this point, we've got retiring baby boomers, and that is, again, transforming the world that we're living in. And the demographics, and I won't go through the whole, uh, you know, talk here, but that demographic piece is a really big phenomena that's that's just moving through the entire world as that baby boomer generation retires. So that's the number one thing. The second piece is really the security. The world US has provided global security for international trade. And then the third piece is really about how that international trade mechanism is no longer in demand because it's tied back to the demographics, but there's just not enough countries that want to import goods versus those that want to export goods. And so those three pieces together have really brought the whole world to you know a new situation, a situation we haven't seen before. So that follows on. Then we say, okay, what's the impact on America and other countries around the world? Yeah, so it's it's a critical time for innovation right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, part of the challenge is we're doing this in a situation where we don't have as much money in the U.S. earmarked for risky things like startups and innovation. So we've got to be very selective, both as a, you know, country, but also as a, you know, individuals and individual companies we've got very selective, very focused on what we are doing in terms of innovation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's, what's so wonderful about a speaking business because in terms of overhead and having employees and having systems, like there's not a lot of that. It's you, your voice, your creative genius, right? Maybe a website, an abstract, um, you know, so th- it, it doesn't require a lot in terms of innovation uh, financially. Um, so it's, it's, actually a, it's actually a huge plus, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a great fit for the, the situation. And in times of stress, people really value and need, you know, to hear those messages. So there's both demand and an economical way to, to build that business. And especially with the, the rollout of the virtual rooms um, or the virtual experiences, it's really allowed companies to continue to nurture their employees with speakers without having to fly people all over the place and spend that kind of money that they don't want to spend right now. Um, so with this, this new error that we're in, um, the virtual component is such a powerful branch to any speaking business because you can get on a zoom and you could reach so many different people within one organization. Um, I was talking to somebody yesterday and he was like, I was right in my kitchen in my virtual studio that I built. And I was talking to employees in Ohio and Indiana and Kentucky and California. And there was hundreds of them on there. Um, but I didn't have to leave my house. I still got paid. 
they still got impacted and it's a beautiful thing. And it really, it really is such a beautiful thing. And I think, um, as, as a world, we've been so innovative with the, the zoom, uh, virtual experience. Um, but again, it's just another thing that we can do in our speaking businesses to stay connected, continue to get paid and continue to make an impact. Um, now I know you, you went through the virtual program, um, with Eric, right? With Eric? With Eric. Yes. Yep. Um, so when you're, when you're performing your virtual events, we'll call them gigs, uh, do you feel like you're still able to make the impact as if you were in person with your events? It's different. There's, you know, there's a different feel, there's a different relationship. I think if you're prepared and not just prepared with your material, but prepared to understand the the medium you're using, the virtual, that you can be very successful and having that same kind of impact. And and I have you know been able to see that. But it definitely takes an adjustment. There's there's differences, and, and you know it's everything from you know setting your environment to how you interact with an audience, you know, when you're live, it's one dynamic to, you know, look around the audience and call on people in one way. And there's, there's other ways to do it when you're virtual. So as long as you, you know, understand what that dynamic is and what tools you have available, I think you can get the same results. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what we're seeing too. I think, I think there's also like the variations of the energy of the speaker there's some speakers who excel from the energy of the room where there's some other speakers who are like, oh, I love to speak. I just don't want to be on a huge stage in front of an audience. So that the virtual experience really works wonderful for them. Um, so yeah, I think, it, I think it's a give and take, but in the end, like if you're really driving home your message and you're making the impact, cause that's the goal, you know, get people to think differently and um, be inspired and, and be in, impacted with your knowledge you know, you can do that anywhere, you know, whether it's on Zoom or on a stage. So, um, again, it's great that we have the innovation. That's that's the, the best part. Um, so, OK, so it, when it comes to uh, your talk, who's who's your ideal audience? My ideal audience is really businesses with roughly 20 to 200 people could be slightly larger or it could be smaller companies as well. But those are companies that, you know, they aren't the companies with thousands of employees, Fortune 500 companies that have access to, you know, dedicated economic teams or analysts. It's companies that need to understand, you know, what's going on in the world and how it applies to my company. And so those are the companies I, I really appeal to. So do you get into like the nitty gritty of, you know, this is what's happening in the world. This is how it's impacting your corporation. And this is how um, you can impact your employees to ensure that you sustain growth. So talk a little bit more about that, how you take the chaos, as you call it, of what's happening in our economy, um, link it to the corporation, but then also go a layer deeper into the, like really protecting the company and, and their employees, if that's the right word. Talk to us a little bit more about that. Right. So one of the things that, you know, the speaker lab 
focuses on is you'll have like keynote type of talks where you're going to talk at a relatively high level. It's a little bit more motivational. There's still takeaways. There's still call to action. So in that talk, I'm talking about, wow, what is going on in the world and how do we make sense of it? How does that play out in America? Are we going to be okay? I hear people telling me every day, oh my gosh, the, you know, the dollar's going to collapse. The U.S.'s government's going to, you know, go the way of the Roman Empire. So, oh, I, but is it? It's not right. Tell us, no, Carl. It's not. It's just not. The America is blessed with so many positive things, and so that's those are the types of things I go through and leave you with a couple takeaways and you know a couple things to to follow through with. And then one of the other ways to continue the conversation is through a workshop. So we, I'll offer workshops that really dig into you know the details. And so now we're rolling up the sleeves. And so let's understand what's going on in your company. Here's exercises, and we'll have discussions about you know. Okay, let's look at your market. Let's look at your products. Look at the business model. Let's look at your operations. How are you selling? How are you financing? Let's look look at all these different pieces of your company. And so we have exercises to go through each one of those things with the goal of having a plan of action at the end of that workshop. So here's your company. Here's your specific markets and products and people and financing and all that. And so based on our workshop, you've got a plan to take advantage of, you know, all the resources you've got, all the opportunities that are in front of you. So that's kind of the journey that we go through. Yeah, that's powerful. Um, You bring up a great point because a lot of students come to the speaker lab and they often get confused when we say, you know, you should have at least three talks on your website. And they're like, well, I only talk about this one thing, you know? So Carl, you're a great example of, yes, you talk about this one thing. And so when you do a keynote, you kind of, we talk about like, uh, that's snorkeling, you're skimming the surface, right? When you do a workshop, that's scuba diving. You're going into all the in and outs of what's under that surface. And so, um, you know, yes, you only talk about one thing, but there's the what that you talk about, but then there's the how. So how do you implement what I'm talking about? So I'd love to know what, what do you, which one do you love to do more? Well, you know, it's like, which one of my kids do I love better? I love <laughs> <laughs> Which one? We won't tell them. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's right. No. <laughs> Um, so, and we've got a great dog. So, um, oh, well, I mean, the dog's definitely first. Let's be honest. Come on, I know. That's right. That's right. So, if you've got a workshop, you know, you have the satisfaction of really making an impact on a company, and that's fantastic. But without the keynote to explain why. the world isn't going to collapse and why they actually need the workshop. So one without the other, you know, I love them both. So, (laughs) Well, it's actually brilliant because the workshop can warm them up. I'm sorry, the keynote can warm them up to the workshop. So how do you, how do you, I'm, I'm curious now, you got my head spinning. How do you pitch that? Do you pitch that? Hey, I'll come in and do the, a 30 minute keynote 
and then we could do a, a workshop. How do you, how do you do that? Yeah, good question. So the keynote in the keynote, of course, I'm telling stories and I've worked, I've consulted and worked with these lower middle market companies and small companies for decades now. And so I'll tell stories and I'll say, you know, in the situation, you know, tell a story and say in the workshop, this is what we discovered as we were workshopping with this company. And so people will just as part of having the talk naturally understand that, oh, workshop, that's interesting. And so at the end, I'll promote my book. And if you'd like more information, you can, you know, get a copy of my book. And so between the book and the contact information, that directs them to the website where they can see the workshops. I'm working on getting some events that not only have the keynote but also have workshops integrated into that so that's that's the goal as well so there's a couple ways you can do it yeah because there there have been people um, from the speaker lab who have like warmed up an audience with the keynote and then they they already pitched the workshop so it's like hey i'll do the keynote for five thousand but we could do the keynote and the workshop for ten <laughs> if you just want the workshop, we could do that for 10, you know? So like, it's, it's like a quote unquote deal, you know? Um, especially if you as the speaker really know that the keynote's important to really warm them up to the workshop aspect of it, you know, it might be a good way of, of putting it together. Just saying. Right. Right. Give them a bundle. Yeah. 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 Give them that bundle deal. Buy one, get one free. Well, not free, but you know what I mean? Um, yeah, that that's really interesting, and I, I would imagine for the content that you're sharing, it's it's so unique and customized to each individual company, versus just like oh yeah, everybody do the same exact thing. The workshops are probably really profound for your your audience for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So tell us about your book. Mm -hmm. So the book is called Surfing Economic Chaos, and kind of what we've been talking about that section one is about why international trade's so important, but breaking down section two's how's America going to handle all this massive change in the world, the way the world works. And section three is about, it's really about the workshop process. You know, here's all the steps we go through kind of your how to guide for running your own workshop. And then section four is about how do you continue to adapt and maintain, you know, any plan, as we all know, every plan kind of falls apart when it first hits the uh, uh, real world when you're actually doing stuff. So how do we continue to adapt and maintain that um, innovation and keep keep the company moving forward? So the, that's what the book is. Um, it actually comes out in at the end of January, so we're really excited about that. We're uh, getting the last edits done and getting making it happen. Yeah, that's amazing. Congratulations! That's really that's an accomplishment for sure. I would love for you to, you know, there's a lot of possible students listening to this podcast right now, and they're like, yeah, you know, I'd love to. I'd love to like jump in and, and fulfill this dream of becoming a speaker. What advice can you give them 
in terms of really going for it and building this business, especially in this time of such opportunity for them to, to be innovative with very little overhead. What, what kind of advice could you give to our, our speakers, our potential speakers? One of the challenges that I've experienced and many of the people in the cohort that I'm working with have experienced is uh, imposter syndrome. You know, am I really good enough? Do I really have something to offer? And be, just be aware that pretty much everybody faces that. That's not unique to, to your situation. And despite that feeling, you probably do have something that's really valuable and could help a lot of people. So I think that's the first insight that I would offer to somebody who's thinking about the speaker journey. The second is the for any business, for any endeavor you're working with, you know, whether it's sports or a business or just a you know personal you know project you're working on, you've always got the choice of just going out and doing it yourself and learning from your own mistakes. Or you can work with somebody who's been there and done that and learn from their mistakes. Second option is usually a lot less painful and a lot faster. Yeah. I mean, being able to um, watch Eric in real time as he's continuing to build his business um, and the success that he's had, but he even shares his failures too, which is really, really profound. Um, But you do, you condense time, right? Uh, You could try to go and Google how to build a website and how to edit a demo reel, or you could just let the speaker lab do it. Right. Um, you know, or you could try to figure out how to put all the pieces of building a speaking business together, or you could just follow this framework that Grant put together after being a road warrior for years. Right. Um, so it really is a matter and, and time is money, right? We, we often forget that the more time you put into trying to figure it out, the more money has been wasted and the more um, missed opportunity in, in bringing in revenue from your speaking journey. Um, you know, there is that. So I get the pleasure of doing testimonials with our students. And yesterday, a student three weeks in booked five, uh, five gigs today, 10 gigs. She's not even done with the her VIP program. So it is possible. And I think that's where you know, you can get trapped in the chaos of the economy right now versus the possibilities of the opportunity that we are presented with right now. And I think you're a great example and a a reminder of that, that, yeah, things are a little kooky right now. It does seem a little crazy, (laughs) but there's opportunity in that crazy. And so, um, especially for someone who really desires to build a speaking business. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a real industry. It's very valuable and low overhead. It's a great combination. Yeah. So what are some of your goals in the next coming year when it comes to your speaking business? Well, one of the things is building up my marketing, you know, the outreach um, so that get the word out that I'm doing this, you know, use my existing network leverage that to other contacts and you know other events that are just a good fit groups that are a good fit so that's the first thing i see that leading to building up a business that 
you know, replaces some of my consulting, but supplements the consulting business that I've had for a long time as well. So it's a um, kind of a adding a new product line to my services is the way I see it. Yeah, that's awesome. So the business model for you would be speaking, the book and consulting. Speaking, book, workshops, and then additional consulting. Awesome. That's great. Anything else you want to add or any, any inspiring last words that you want to share with someone who's like, oh, I really want to do it, but I'm just not sure if now's the time and the chaos, like America might collapse. So <laughs> leave us with something profound, Carl. <laughs> yeah. When there's change, that's the time to, you know, jump out and, and go forward. It's not, if you wait till everything settled down, the opportunity's gone. You know, if everybody else has, you know, stepped forward, made the move. And so taking a step right now, exploring it, learning more is absolutely what I would suggest you do. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for all the knowledge that you have. Definitely not in my wheelhouse, the economy. <laughs> But I appreciate that it's in yours and you're sharing your wealth of knowledge with the world and giving us hope in the middle of chaos. And uh, it was really nice to read your abstract because I was like, okay, we're good. We're, we're good. Carl says we're good. So we're going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, I've enjoyed it. Thank you for your time. Yeah, really appreciate it. And we're uh, cheering you on and celebrating you. So looking forward to sharing this with our uh, audience. Thanks so much. All right, there you have it. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Speaker Lab podcast. Now, I want you to know that we do this podcast simply because we want to serve and support speakers like you. We don't charge anything for you to listen, but in return, we do have one small favor to ask. Would you be willing to subscribe to the podcast where you're listening right now? Hit that subscribe button. Also, leave us a rating and review within iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen to these podcasts. We read every single one of them, and they also help other people to find the show. Also, if you are looking to take the next step in growing your speaking business, be sure and check out thespeakerlab.com. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com. We've got a ton of free resources and tools there, and you can also learn more about the programs that we offer, which include one-on-one -on -one coaching. Our mission here is to help you find the confidence, clarity, and clear path that you need to own your speaking success. So again, check us out over at thespeakerlab.com. As always, we appreciate you hanging out with us, and we'll catch you next time. You're awesome.